On this episode of Politicking with Eddie, we sit down with Domino and A-plus of Hieroglyphics. We talk about the history of Hiero, we talk about their pioneering use of the internet to grow their industry-leading uh, independent movement, we talk about the history of their activism, uh, we talk about the 2020 candidates, we talk about really everything in between. Uh, just a quick heads up, there's some really abrupt edits in a few places uh couldn't be helped uh this discussion was recorded in the green room of the venue they were playing here in denver and it was delayed by a little bit so at times when we were sitting down with them uh the opening acts were warming up and the sound was kind of overwhelming our discussion a bit so you couldn't really hear uh a few points that well so we kind of edit those out but most of the interesting bits are still in um i think you'll really enjoy it uh, so sit back and uh enjoy and here we go y'all think when you mentioned gentrification do y'all think that because we were talking to solomon outside he was talking about uh, gentrification out here in the five points in Denver areas like that like out here too do you think it's going to take up everywhere pretty much in like urban America it seems yeah. like you think it is I, I think it is too though but it is it's like, so what's stopping it unless there's some kind of catastrophe some kind of like um, you know uh, end of days cut off the technology that's the is only really, thing that will stop gentrification really, yeah. is it really you know, that drastic thing about it, it it's happening because of weed boom and tech boom well, like, for most places tech boom Mostly, but yeah. of course, I said we boom because that's a big part of what's exactly. fine areas like, uh, you know, Denver and yeah. and, and the Bay Area. Yeah. So, um, you know, we companies and, and and not only just the Bay Area. You know, we got the Emerald Triangle out there, Washington so, State. Yeah, our whole, I mean, if you, all right, this just this is hands down the best outdoor crop in the world is in the Emerald Triangle. That's just that's just what it is. So, we gonna just start there. You know what's funny is um that, that being said that that. That shit has been under siege since before Prop 64. I mean, it, Prop 64 was made for for that all to be seized by corporate money. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I said that to say, like, unless there's some kind of tech meltdown or billionaires stop getting into the weed business, I don't see gentrification stopping anytime soon. In the places where I'm, that we're, you know, that I'm talking about, where we live. It seems like you're very pessimistic about the future of the weed industry. Well, 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 no, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. well, the, the thing is, is, it comes down to the, the difference between the have and the have nots have gotten to the point that any place that's desirable, is, that's where all the people, you know, you're going to price out all the people. There used to be a lot of mechanisms in place, and there still is somewhat in the mission where they still, still have, you know, housing protection, rent control and stuff. Because, the, you know, San Francisco is a pretty liberal city. Yeah, you know very. But, but I think that that's just, it's bound to happen whenever money is flushed into an area. And, you know, if you're a homeowner, great, good for you. You know what I'm saying? But for if you're just a regular person trying to get by, you know, um, and that's just how it is. And we can't stop that because that's what America's based on. Well, the American dream. Well, you talk about these, you talk about these mechanisms that are, that are supposed to be there to protect people. And we, they're, they're protections, essentially. And we've seen kind of them slowly been rolled back, not just with this administration, but really starting with it, the Reagan, Reagan, Reaganomics in the 80s. That's kind of when it really started. And um, can you talk a little bit about some of the, some of the stuff that Hyro's done in terms of giving back to the community? 
I mean, other than doing a lot of, we've done a lot of like benefit shows. I mean, mainly the Hyrule Day is probably the main thing. And you know, I don't know if you want to speak on that, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would agree with what he said. We also have, we just started a, a Hyrule nonprofit. Yeah. Um, that's, we can't really say too much about that because it's still, I mean, we're, we're all, we're legal with it, but still has some stuff to do. Um, as, a, as individuals and members in Hyrule, we all do different stuff in the community. Um, I work for another nonprofit myself. I know Tajay has four. I work with children in um, in the, in the Mission District in Frisco, actually, not in, in uh, Sacramento. Um, I know Cash worked at Youth Uprising, which is uh, a youth organization in Oakland, and so on and so forth. I mean, we all do our individual efforts. We do a lot of benefits together as a crew whenever we're called upon. And yeah, we're out there. And and you know, like. I, we go to marches and shit, you know. Yeah. Um, we'll be out there in the marches. Like, we'll, uh, Equipto's from, who's from Frisco. It's one of the more political guys out, MCs out there in the Bay Area that's actually in the soil all the time. And he's really close with all of us already. So he's always like, come on out, Hyro. This is what I got going on. You know, this is for Alex Nieto. Or this is for, you know, like Oscar Grant. Or the, or, or this is to, um, you know, I've been out there. I done did like uh, overnighters in front of uh, City Hall in, in, uh, in Frisco with him. So, you know, I... I don't think we we even really try to be like, oh, this is hieroglyphics and we get fat. Like how, how Domino said before, I think we just are naturally inclined to be to to be that way in that environment that we're used to. Okay, fair enough. Similar discussion the other day about so much more music is coming out nowadays because anyone anyone can make music, but because of the sheer volume. Do you think that there are some genuinely great, when I say great, like genuinely great MCs that will get lost in a shuffle and will just give up and will be all the time. working? That's you know, all the time. think about that. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that's, not, that's like practical to think that that's so on a large scale. Yeah, that's that's what bothers me. Is this you yeah, know that's multiply? Not, that's not surprising to me. You know what I'm saying? It's just disappointing, though. No. I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's, it's you know, you, you got to double down. I tell my young pilots that are doing this now, I'm like, dude, the whack dude with 150 songs ready is going to beat you out no matter how dope you are. That's the terrible you know era that we live in, you know? Yeah, but, I'm, but it is what it is. Now, that doesn't say good music can't make get it on, but I'm saying that's that. those are the kind of metrics you're working with. You uh, Like, we don't make songs like 100 songs a week. That's why our shit sounds the way it does. You know, we take time on our shit. They're crafted. We, we, we do a different, and we're a legacy act, so people don't expect us to be a, to be like. I mean, even if we try to do experimental shit, it's like we still do what we do when we're doing hyro shit. And um, yeah, I tell these young kids, man, I'm like, man, you want to get on, get your volume up, and, and and try to keep and keep your volume at a high quality. You do that shit and keep pushing the machine, and you and something will happen. For real. So talk about so that's how you do it. On talking about the machine. Anybody that's like semi familiar with with Hyro knows you guys were easily one of the chief innovators of independent hip hop, and you guys were one of the first acts to really embrace the internet. Um, like, and it's really the early. First. Yeah. The first, just say say what it is. The first. The first. Okay, I mean, I didn't. <laughs> um, it, it, it's not a random. It's not. A, no, no, no. I want to. I want. I want to get into this because. Uh, when did you guys start using the internet? Like, what do you know? What year? When we got online, I wasn't. None of us were using the internet yet. Was it I after? Was it like, right after Jive? Um, yeah, it was probably right, a little bit after Jive. A little bit after Jive, like ninety five. 
it started with Tajay because he was going to Stanford. He was in Stanford, and they had and Stanford had the internet. Had the internet. I remember what the internet was back then. Had, yeah. Only colleges had the internet. Yeah. Shit like government shit yeah. had the internet. It was like an intranet sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you could not get on that. Yeah. There was no AOL. There was none of that shit. And Tajay found some dude. Found a dude. He happened to be at school surfing. <laughs> found a site yeah. found on the World Wide Web. Found a site from a dude in Philadelphia yeah. who built a site himself because he was a dedicated fan. Wow. And it was like some long ass, random ass address. And then we connected with him and then we made it hieroglyphs.com. And that was official, 95. And it's probably a big reason why we even were able to continue doing it after we got dropped off the label. Because we went direct fans at that point. What, did, what kind of things did you do? Well, I mean, I think the main thing is the main thing that really was popping in on the site was the Hyra Hoopla, which is basically like a chat room, mm-hmm. right? And so we would talk about things that we were doing at the time. And the main thing I remember is that we were talking about they had got everyone else had gotten dropped at Delta so had a record, had a sign, and he mm-hmm. was doing this out in future development. So the, the, I would have interviews, or we would all individually have interviews with the, with the guy who ran our site, Stinky. And basically would say, so what are you up to? It would be like a check-in interview. And he did it with me a lot. And I remember be like, oh, right now we're in the studio. We're working on Dell's album, Future Development, right? So in the meantime, he gets dropped, right? Well, these people who had just heard about this album are like, what the fuck's up with this album? I remember you know the buzz, yeah. yeah. And so that, and so I said, man, we should put this shit out ourselves, you yeah. know? So we put it on a cassette. <laughs> At the same time, a fan had hit me and was like, Man, I know you have all this unreleased Hyro shit, and he was a guy. He was kind of, he was a kind of a friend, kind of fan. He started on a fan, and we kind of knew him. And he was some dude from St. Louis, and he he had called me all the time and be like, "Man, you gotta make me a tape of some of that unreleased shit." And then I just like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." You know, one day I guess I did it, and I listened to it. I'm like, "Man, this is dope, man." Yeah. We should, and I played it for Taj or somebody. He's like, "We should put this out too." <laughs> and that became Hyro Oli. Yeah. Right? And then later on, Hyrule B-Sides, which is all the shit you can only get on vinyl. That was the kind of shit I was really fucking with originally. And this yeah. is like, you know, this is like early, this is like 95, yeah. 96. Yeah. And so this process starts where we're selling these along with t-shirts online. And Casual makes a tape and call Meanwhile. And it, it, yeah, it morphed into more. And then and at the same time, that pretty much, in, 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 the, in the meantime, right... Dell gets dropped, and the plan was before Dell got dropped was for hey, you know what? Let's not get signed. Let's do our indie. Sh- Let's do a Hyro Crew record so we can. In my mind, it was to, to be able to have more leverage because at the time I was like, look, I don't want us to get into another situation of where we have no control over a label, and 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 they can just fuck with us like the mm-hmm. jive just did. And you know, and you got people that don't know the culture and don't know us making decisions about our career and what should come out and what songs. And so it was more of a way, the idea was let's put out our own shit. We'll do it all of us together. And then ultimately it'll leave to everyone to get their deals again. And then, but then we'll have, we have the cloud of, hey, we did it ourselves. And, And we had deals on the table. We had like, right. Like we had uh, labels interested after, you know, after we left Jive, we had, Pete labels that are like, fuck, man, like, well, let's put together a deal. But, yeah. You but just wanted we, more leverage. But then what Domino's talking about, we we're like, hey, yeah, more leverage. And yeah. so, and so then, and then, so that was the idea, right? And then, and then, um, the way that the high album came together is everyone was doing songs, demoing songs on their own, like open, 
Pep did a bunch of songs. Um, See the Light was one of them. Um, um, the songs that did uh, Unseen Hand, I think yeah. it was a song. It was a bunch of songs that cats were doing them on their own. I did uh, um, uh, After Dark with, okay. with Pep. Like, it was a bunch of songs. And so basically, I compiled all these songs and made copies of these tapes and we, or was playing it for people and was like, look, this could be our Hyra album, right? You had, because we had a bunch of, and it was like a compilation. And so basically what we did is we started with those songs and the, and the songs on Dell's record that had just, this, this is Rewind, this is before yeah, the cassette yeah, yeah, yeah. came out, right? This is before we released it. Yeah. We were like, yo, this fucking song, Oakland Blackouts is dope, right? It's a, it's a Dell yes. Future Development song, yeah. right? This song, um, At the Helm, really dope. That's yeah. a future yeah. development yeah. song. Um, no Nuts, dope. That's a future development song. There's all these songs, and so we threw them into the pile, yeah. and then we just started recording. And, and we all, the Dell songs were already, we had them already, because they were record, recorded like we were doing an album. And then yeah. we just, and I, and I, Matt Kelly was his engineer, I worked with us, and we basically, I went and presented him with the same tape and sold him on the IDs. Like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm gonna help get secure some studio time, free studio time. Nice. And and then and we went in and finished the fin and, and polished it off. Yeah, like, not, just made a few more songs and I mean, yeah. Or or re, or re-record oh. studio quality because yeah. most of them were like demo. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Some of them songs were nice yeah. like yeah. like one of the songs was a song. All things was like that was a demo. Was a fortune. All things of the fortune. And then that song that you would like. Uh, a to the P to the L yeah, yeah, yeah. So fresh, so fresh. That, that was, you know, was ma uh, Masticate. Masticate. Like, these, all are, of that. these are songs I think came out on like, Focus. They can, yeah, they, one, yeah, Focus. They ended up coming out on Focus, but these were all recorded for the Third Eye Vision during the Third Eye Vision. Oh, they were recorded for Third Eye Vision. Okay. I mean, a lot of shit. Wow. Battle, of the Shadow, Battle of the Shadow was a me and Dell song that was recorded in the studio. Oh shit! After the compile, after the yeah. compile of the song. <laughs> I mean, we, a lot of shit didn't make the record. We had like yeah. 30, 40 songs. Yeah. I think I, I read an interview where you guys said you did like 30 I mean, songs. Dude, we would sit around in a room, dude, and talk about that shit for hours. Yeah. And we had a we had a board up. Oh, this, we're, you're ranking yo, which yo, songs are going to make the yo, album. And that, shit, that yeah. switched and changed. And, uh, you know, yeah. like literally, we'd sit around and just have these lengthy, long, I wouldn't even call them debates. They were more like brain, uh, brain, brain camp or something like, you know what I'm saying? We just like think about it and ang try to angle every, every person's, um, opinion on shit and, mm -hmm. you know, like it, it was, it was a wild process. It was, but it, we were all really into it. It wasn't like, I, I don't think it was stressful. I think we were just, it was just something really serious, but dope about it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like we were all in there having fun, smoking joints and like the first record and shit. Um, even though we did a lot of that too, yeah. but, but I'm talking about <laughs> not the during song, the, the decision song, making, the song selection aspect. We were like really just in there, like just yeah. thinking about everybody bouncing everything, and and, yeah. and like you said, a lot of a lot of songs. That, uh, it was uh, the first time when everybody it was like our album. Like, yeah. That's how I felt about the it first was. Our album. It was the first album that I that I made beats on everyone else's record. But this is the first album where I was like, this is my album too. Nice. And so it really. It was a lot that went into making decisions. Where like before, if I do a beat for Soul, it, it would be my beat, but it was pretty much what it, yeah, they yeah. did what they wanted exactly. to with it. And yeah. I wasn't being like, no, don't do that, you know. Yeah. Like, okay, they put some on it, you know. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, and then I have some input, but not like this album. Yeah, all the control. And I, that was your baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say you guys got it fucking perfectly because uh, 
that's to me one of my favorite albums and it, even that year like that dominated my listening for that year the, even the packaging you guys got perfect for the the packaging was spot on like i mean you can't you probably can't get away with that that kind of expense nowadays but like like yeah oh man and rest in peace to the brother who did the um the cover it was it was it was just dope album like 10 out of 10 mile like yeah man um another story about that that you just reminded me of um I'm not, I don't remember exactly how we ended up with with the choice for uh, for you never knew to be to be to to be a single. But what I do remember is, so I had this homeboy who was a really close friend of mine, who lived out in who used to live in the Bay, and he moved out to Hawaii. And he was like, after he settled up in Hawaii a little bit, he was like, Hey, blood, I want you to come out here in Hawaii. You ever been to Hawaii? I was like, I never been to Hawaii. He's like, come out here, bring one, bring one of the uh, one of the your home, the homies with you, cause he knew them too. Mm-hmm. But he, but he, he met all them through me, cause he was like my, he was like my big homie. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I said, I, I, I hollered at Tajay. I was like, come to Hawaii with me. Dre, Dre moved out to Hawaii. He was all set up. So we went out there and we was just chilling. It was my first time that Tajay had been to Hawaii already. And we were just out there like, it would be dope if we filmed a video, a Hyro video out here. I don't even think we had the song picked yet. Or <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I don't really remember that part of it. But I remember that we, uh, we spent like a couple weeks out there. And then we went home. And I, I swear, less than a month later, we were, all of Hieroglyphics was in Hawaii. I want to say it was about a month later. All of Hieroglyphics was in Hawaii filming the, uh, the uh, first video for our shit. For, for that album. And I just, I, I hella remember that shit. Is that like, uh, we had filmed a bunch of videos up to that point, but it had never been like, like kind of like that. Like, it's, it, especially it's somewhere so far away from what we're all used to being filming our videos at, like in California. Yeah. Or and that was, it was just kind of weird how it all turned out. Um, yeah. They, the You Never Knew video. That was fairly enjoyable. <laughs> it, it was like a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Like, to, to me, like, the, the filming days wasn't even work. And there were days where like you didn't go to where other people were filming because you didn't have to, so you just get to be in Hawaii, and um, and then so you like a lot of the shit I didn't even end up seeing until it was like a rough cut, so um, you know a lot of other uh, other parts where I wasn't even you know around when they were filming or nothing. Yeah, just but just talking about Third Eye Vision just reminded me of that because that whole Hawaii trip was like that was like damn dude like the 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 lows of getting dropped from your label after having a, a successful album and then getting thrown on the shelf. I mean, from your from your dreams coming true at, since you were a kid to just that quick, bro. Like in between making um third eye vision, I, I went and got a job at, at at the phone company, bro. Yeah, like, like, I mean, you know I can't saying? I can't and, even and, imagine that. And, and people was looking at me like, "Yo, you were on TV last year, bro." I'm like, what the fuck happened? And just like the lows of all of that shit. And then um, I think. Uh, the Hawaii trip kind of like signified uh, for me uh, uh, all the way back. I'm like, oh, man, I'm all the way back. My dream is all the way back. I'm at a video in Hawaii with all the highway. You know what I'm saying? That shit was crazy, bro. That shit was full awesome. So, I'm, I'm curious, how you guys, so, going from the internet mm-hmm. to where we are now in the internet, meaning we're in a streaming era now, mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about it? I mean, I think that uh, it's a lot. You know, I think as an artist, it's hard to to be happy about it if you know how it was, right? And so, um, you know, pretty much the labels kind of sold out the musicians, right? Because they're all in bed with these companies, right? And so, 
they have incentive to give away the music for next to nothing and make this this Spotify, which is valued at what twenty billion or whatever. It's, it's, you know what I mean? And because and so I think that um, from an artist, it's a fucked up situation. But you know, it's happened. They yeah. they view it as they saved the music industry with this. Yeah, they, they saved the, the record industry. Yeah, that's they, how they view it. Well, like, well, well, the thing is, they view the, like they view said, the two they, as they the same. The musicians. Yes. Like we could like in in the transition of this. See what just happened to them. They just lost the hard copy because of all of this, and they were and record companies were scattering and figuring out what's going to happen. So they immediately jumped on what was going to be the new technology and set up their gates again. Because for a minute there, the gatekeepers was all fucked up. Um, well, uh, when we, with our independent label, like what we were talking about earlier, the reason we didn't go to other labels after we got the leverage from the hieroglyphics album is because we caked out on that shit and was like, why would we ever want to go back to a label? Yeah, and give all that power up. Yeah, yeah. Right, we right. get that back. So like, the, you know, who's the, whose money we was taking was what the record companies was losing, um, be due to uh, piracy and shit. People didn't want to pirate our shit. People wanted to buy and support our shit. And then, you know, over time, the new technology comes up, the streaming comes in. They got to get, you know, they, they, they got in bed with the radio company, the, with the uh, radio stations again, the streaming services, and the record companies, and they all caking out. But ultimately, right, ultimately for us, it's, you know, I think that, um, you know, I view it as now music is just something you use to promote other things, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, we're fortunate that we can, you know, we've established enough that we can tour. And, you know, like, when you think about it, right, it's like the money that we go out on the tour for two weeks, we generally are making way more money than we would if we were selling hell records, right? And so you got to view it like that to where before, right, it was great. You know, we could put out a record indie and make good money. You know what I mean? Like, good I mean, Third Eye Vision has sold probably probably close to 300,000 indie, oh. if not more, since 98, probably more. But you know what I mean? Like, when you're talking about you're getting seven, eight dollars a record, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's a lot of money, that is. Yeah. you know? And, and establish other, and, you know, and we're talking about Dell's, uh, both sides of the brain, 100, yeah. 200,000, you know? Yeah. Uh, Trilogy sold 100 or two, you know, I don't know exactly the numbers now, but yeah. they're all, so, to where that was all, we were all bringing in money. Yeah. That, now that's not where you make it anymore. It doesn't seem. I don't know it's many people. It's not economically viable anymore. It's like, it's I like, know. I know very few people that are actually buying albums when right. they come out. Most people stream. Yes. Yeah. Like it, like it, even buying shit for, even buying done. the whole yeah iTunes yeah. is a yeah piece. yeah I did see yeah. an article on that. Like, yeah, you that's buy it. You can't yeah. even buy people it. People don't store anymore. people don't yeah. store music in their phones yeah. and shit no more yeah. except their favorite one favorite artist. Exactly. That they have to have all the, my shit got glitched by this stuff. I'm good. Eight plus beats. No, you know what? You you and Joe Budden are the exception because he will brag at every opportunity. I'm gonna buy this album. Huge fan of the podcast, and yeah. he says that all the time. <laughs> you look at him crazy, like you still buy shit. No, he'll make, a, he'll make a point to say I'm gonna buy this album. Yeah. I'm yeah. not, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but you guys raised just a, an interesting thought in my mind, which is: Do you think an independent artist, maybe that that has a hit now, that came out, comes out now in 2019 with all technology and everything, like, do you think that they have a better chance now of having a successful career than say when you guys came up? 
a successful independent career now? That's hard to say because I think that thing the the, the the life the shelf life is a lot shorter, right? I don't because I don't think there's a lot of this is such an oversaturation yeah. of stuff online that you know what I mean, and, and there isn't stuff isn't built up organically anymore, right? I agree. You know, it, there's a certain organicness, I guess, for lack of a better yeah. term, to you know somebody who just puts po- post something and then someone hears it and forwards it to their friend and stuff like that. But as far as the artist development and stuff, like all that's gone. And so you have people that I think are in the right place at the right time or saying the right thing at the right time and don't really know about what they're making. Mm-hmm. They just made it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, oh, everyone loves it. Yeah. But how so do you do that again? Because it's hard already, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so... I don't. I don't think that the odds are any better. In fact, they're probably harder because of how much you're More up artists. against. Yeah. We were talking about this before. Just the yeah. sheer amount of, yeah. of people said, putting out music. Most term to use disposable music. Is that what you said? Not disposable. Not, no, it is disposable music. Uh, A lot of it is disposable. Yeah, something. I forgot what you said. Yeah. The one advantage, though, I will say, is you don't have to go through the same gatekeepers anymore, right? And yeah. so, like, you can go in your fucking basement. And make some shit and post it on, and it could catch fire. Lil Nas X. I, mean, a, I was just about to yeah, say that. They say, he, he, they <laughs> say he's a plant, though. Really? Yeah. That's not surprising, though. But there's, regardless <laughs> of that, there, there's that, there's that case happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That shit it does. It does. A ton, all the time. All yeah. the time. But they argue that everyone is a goddamn plant nowadays. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> they, that's just because it's cool to say the cool shit. That's they're what I'm saying. That's a cool plants. thing to say is that yeah. someone is a but plant. But that doesn't remove the fact that there are, there are plants. plants. No, there's obviously yeah. plants. Yeah. It's just that like, you know how it is. You know, people run with shit and want to call everything something. But there are there is such things as a plant. All right, so let's, let's switch it a little bit yeah, to the namesake. Yeah. Um, Tajay and Casual, it seemed like they, they were kind of Bernie supporters in 2016. They went on that podcast, mm-hmm. and they were it was an interesting listen, I got to say. Um, so they were definitely questioning, but it seemed like they were ultimately Bernie supporters. Do, do either one of you, is there a candidate, now that we have 24 Democratic uh, candidates running for the nomination. Is there any of these people uh, intriguing you guys particularly? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably down with Bernie, but I, I am liking what Elizabeth Warren is saying. What do you like about Elizabeth Warren? I just think that she's she actually has ideas yeah. and plans. Is that the one talking about the secret wars and all of that, like blowing up the uh, regime changes? No, she's she's. I think you might be thinking of Tulsi Gabbard, who. And that's who I am. Yes, she is no good at all. She's no good at all. That's no, 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 she's talking about Warren is is the is, is she's more on a, a fiscal thing, right? Mm-hmm. So her whole thing was like, you know, basically deregulate the banks or regulate regulate the banks, the banks. Regulate, yeah, right? And so like that's where she comes from, and so her thing is all about like. Like that, it's it's all about plans to like she's she's similar to Bernie in the respect that she wants you know college debt to go. Exactly. She's, yeah, exactly. she's yeah. very very progressive, but yeah. she actually has a lot of specific plans. Right. Yeah. She was a former law professor at Harvard, but she also knows economics really well. I mean, she would be a very good president. Um, yeah, I'm with I'm you. Lost on that. in the sauce, man. I haven't I haven't tuned in yet. I'm waiting for some people to get picked off. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I feel like a lot of people are ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Talk about like saturation. You like uh, Bernie? Last last go around, I was a Bernie guy, and 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 I. He hasn't really done anything. Like, I know a lot of people are souring on Bernie. Like, he hasn't done anything to make me go, oh, I'm not messing with Bernie this time. You know? I, uh, he could work on the wardrobe. Yeah. He could, <laughs> yes. The wardrobe's not helping, I suppose, yeah. And the Bernie trap thing. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah I was I don't know if heard about like, that. Right now, I have to say, those are the two that, I, that I'm like, 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 Cory Booker, hell no. You know, Why did you like Cory Booker? Because... Because he's a sellout to, uh, on, on the whole Israel thing, man. I'm not messing How do you man. feel about Israel? I mean, I don't get it, to be honest. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because when you say he's a sellout on the Israel thing, almost all of them are going to be a sellout that, on the whole Israel true. thing. But, 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 like, he, but like, he, what, I, I, no, I need to, uh, he said something specific that made me go, what the fuck? I don't remember <laughs> what it was now. But like, let's put, I don't want to get too much into him, but it was, he's not very progressive in the end. Like when he comes down to it, he looks like he might be. He's very closely aligned uh, financially in terms of uh, contributions with banks and yes, that yeah. kind of thing. And I mean, that's going to be the case with most. But that's oh, yeah. uh, they all yeah. get bought out. But, but bought we're out. we're at a point where it's the le- it, where, you know it's much much worse at an earlier time. This I, is. I'll tell you this much. I don't know who I'm gonna vote for. I'm gonna vote, but I don't know. Who yeah, it's too early, but like... Just vote, though. That's what I'm going to vote. I'm, 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 I'm going to vote, for sure. The reality is, is in, and, 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 and in all honesty, I'm someone who I consider myself, because I'm, I'm half Jewish, uh-huh. uh, I consider myself a, a progressive Zionist, right. where I believe that Jews should be able to have their state and the Palestinians should be able to have their yeah, state. Right. But, um, but I'm, prog- I'm liberal as hell with my thinking about it, so I don't support the current government in Israel, obviously, right. and that kind of yeah. thing. And, that, yeah, that's, and, and that's kind of like, that's a, yeah. Yeah, so I, don't yeah. need that every day. The, yeah. thing, the thing is, is that, um, like, that's going to, you know, much, everyone, I, I, you know, my thing about is the whole Israel thing is I just don't understand it. Like, because, you know, a lot of it may be because I don't know if there's just as many Jews on the West Coast but I just don't understand. We're concentrated in like five cities, man. There's like six <laughs> of us here in Denver. You know, I'm like the king of them, I suppose. Um, no, but honestly, like I'm from, you know, I'm from Miami originally. So yeah. there's a ton of yeah. Jews in Miami, a ton in, in, in yeah. California. And well, no, but I guess what I'm getting at, right, is that, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's, it's a religious thing, right? And so how everyone who's a politician is beholden to 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 um, Israel. So because the pro-Israel lobby is is one of the most powerful influences on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. Even though Jews make up like we're less than 2% of the population in the United States, the people the pro-Israel lobby is extremely Is that the sole reason? And it's Christians really that are yeah, the majority right, of right. the pro-Israel exactly. lobby. I know what's so, the, what's, so what's the catch in there? Like what? Well, the catch is that these the people racket? these people are so hardcore Republicans, they will they want to support Israel no matter who's running the government, no yeah. matter what Israel does. Yeah. And my thing is, I don't want Israel to be involved in killing innocent people. Yeah. I think there should be a Jewish state, but I think that there should be also a, a Palestinian state and there should you know, this is. There's people that don't believe that so you're the Palestinians. You're minority in the minority. No, there's plenty of progressive yeah. uh, Jew, Jews. It's just that. Progressive Zionists. Yeah, there is. It's just 
they're kind of drowned out by the people that just call themselves Zionists and be, and just support Israel no matter what. See, that's the thing. And I, 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 going back to Booker, it's like I don't remember now, but he. Said I think something. he did something with APAC, which is the big the big um, American Israel organization. He's it, very supportive of APAC. Yeah, he's, yeah, he said something, and I was like, you know, like I just don't think blind loyalty to anything, particularly when that's. This is not America, yeah. right? We're talking right. about Israel. It's a different yeah. country. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so I don't feel they they they're not perfect. And so this blind loyalty towards a foreign country is not towards so any towards a foreign government. Everybody to right? any government yeah. to any government. Yeah. Yes, let alone let alone a government that you have no connection to that you'll never well, go it's to. Like, it's kind of like the same thing with Saudi Arabia. It's like the same yeah, thing. We got yeah. this blind loyalty to them, and they they be heading. Oh, that's, oil, that's oil, though. But yeah, I, no, yeah, but, yeah, no, yeah, but, yeah, right. but on yeah, this, yeah, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. It's actually on the same tip in the long term. It's yeah, Israel and Saudi Arabia are strategic allies exactly. in that area. So that's part of the reason we support these these area, these these countries. Hello, hey, man. I got. No, we got. We got. We got like two more questions. All right, go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll focus. This. I'm the focus now. <laughs> All right. All right. Real quick. What do you think about? Um, he's the one who's from Oakland, but but you, you know, San Francisco is you know not super close, but you know whatever. Uh, do you have? What do you think about Kamala Harris? I mean, I, I don't. I don't like her. I like some things about her. I liked her when she when she was you know. Uh, I like her now, right? Before, you know, but the president, not so much. Like, because I think she's a strong woman. Yes. But I, I, her whole. What about weed? She was against weed up until she, now. She's against weed, and also she, you know, she's fucking put, you know. A lot of people in prison shit. for yeah. shit that they yes. she didn't need to. Yeah. When a lot of Democratic attorney generals were stopped yeah. doing that shit, she yeah. kept on doing it. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm kind of like she's a little bit too close to, to uh, you know. Police and and um, just the whole law aspect of it. That's kind of I like. I like her. Like when I see her talking in in, in the Senate. Well, she's a senator, right? Yeah. In the Senate, like I'm like, oh, you know, she. I like her. She's strong, you know. And so I like that about her, but not for president. Yeah, she's just she's not progressive enough. Again, you know. You got an opinion on Senator Kamala Harris? No, I'm I'm cool on her. You're cool. On her. <laughs> Real cool on her. She, she did too much messed up stuff as a uh, as a DA attorney general for, for, for DA then attorney general. Right. Right. Yeah, right. So she did, let's like, not she forgive did, her on her on her role at DA. Right. She wasn't now, too good I, at her. I was going to say them. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. going to say them both. Yeah. 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 The age, her DA and AG shit, just and just being that close to it, I'm like cool. I'm not. Yeah, right. When I get her ass out of here. <laughs> is there is there like a political issue or like a societal issue that that you guys feel really strongly about that you feel that doesn't get enough attention um i mean i i think uh that's a good question i mean trump being president <laughs> no i mean <laughs> I don't know. in general i i really think that um education is just Housing. So underfunded. Housing. Yeah. Housing and education, but like, well, I'll focus on education. It's just like, this is, this is how people become who they are. And it's, in educate, there's, they're trying, you know, as you can see, yeah. they're trying to make it so the rich can be, get where they want to go and go to the schools of their choice. And I mean, it's already like that. Those, those charter know, schools and stuff. The charter yeah. school thing. And yeah. then, and if you don't have any money, you're just fucked up. 
And, and but the, but that being said, like the fact that teachers get paid so little mm. that they, there's no supplies. Like my man's know, my a teacher. School, my man's a teacher. My school, like yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like the schools, like you know, like they're having fundraisers yeah. all the time, yeah. and it's like this is where you get. These, the, all these people that you're yeah. teaching the future. Yeah. And why is it such a low So priority? undervalued, you yeah. know? You think, yeah. you think that's about by design, though? They huh? only want, you, know, you think that's by design, though? They only want a certain few of the people, you know? Probably. I mean, I haven't really thought of it that, but but, I'm, but even in the basic sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, I haven't really thought that, but... I could see how it's by design. I think it all go, it all ties in the classism. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From, the ha- from the housing to the education to the, uh, you know. Yeah, and even in yeah. the same, even in the same county, schools aren't equal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I I, I know because even in the, where, where my kids go to school, like, I the school that my daughter goes is nice and it's like, you know, they paint it and then there's a school down the street yeah. that yeah. they wanted my son to go to that's fucking literally in the dirt. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it's like old and it's just like, and there's like a big fucking unkept field yeah. at the back of the school. Hey, I'm yeah. on so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and so it's, it's crazy how that is. And a lot of, yeah, it's, classism will, will you know, that's always going to be the thing that's going to affect, touches everything. He's hit it on the head. That's what, that's the root of it all, you know? So that's my personal thing. I mean, That'll outlive racism, you know? Sure. Because, <laughs> because motherfuckers don't care. I mean, like, you know, poor white trash is a real thing. Yes. Like, they, they're looked at the same yes. way. Yeah. As, that's, what, that, that's called most of America. Yeah. Yeah, there you and, go. And unfortunately, point, I don't think they realize that they vote against the interest half the time. But like, They definitely well, well, don't. That's, why, that's where racism comes in, like, yeah. you know? Racism I, I, overpowers. I feel different way on that. I think they do, though. I it think overpowers their self-interest in so, yeah. in, in they think right so many so. different cases. I hope so. <laughs> All right, so, so, we're winding, so we're winding down, and we can get a little bit less serious and get some word, word. quick quick takes. You You touched upon this earlier. In my first, very, very first interview, well, actually, technically second interview, I won't mention the first interview on, on camera, um, Smoke Diza, who I, I, I visited in Harlem, mm-hmm. uh, I asked him, you know, because he smokes a lot of weed, obviously, um, does he, to, 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 to judge Cal, Cal, uh, California weed versus Colorado weed, and um, he, he nearly laughed me out of, of where we were rec- recording. Yeah. So, and you had expressed a no, similar no. sentiment earlier. I mean, it, this is just a fact, bro. <laughs> I mean, is there I mean, any, the, can the, you the, elaborate? Yeah, I, you, I don't you, smoke, you, so yeah. <laughs> Listen, you can't buy weather, man. Weather just happens. I mean, it changes. So it's all it, in the weather. It changes over time. The, the yeah. Emerald Triangle, science, like by facts, by numbers, and by, wine, and, 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 and by, yeah. Like and, and just by the facts of, of the, the, yeah, it's just like wine. Yeah, you, you, you people grow it in certain places, and you get the best shit when you grow it there. It just so happens. Listen, y'all got dope weed out here. You know how I know you get all your strains off of Emerald Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know y'all weed is good out here. But you know, you're not gonna get the same. You're not gonna get the same climate. You're not gonna get the same topography. You're not gonna get the same amount of sun. You're not gonna get the same amount of salt off the um, off the coast. You know, um, you're not gonna get the same ocean range. Water is an issue here, uh, definitely. Um, 
But but that's not to say y'all don't have incredible fucking weed. No, we do. It's just that no, we, we have do. super duper incredible <laughs> weed. I mean, literally in the world. We have the best weed no, in the again, world. I, that, and, and, you know, by the, now, the I rest, recognize this. The rest okay. of the world that gets good weed and how weed, how good weed has gotten over the years should thank the Emerald Triangle and, and, and be like, thank you. They, they, and, got, they and, need and to the hire Berkeley, you as some Berkeley sort of... Botanist. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And the Berkeley botanist who set off some of the early strains... Because, you know, they got some of the, some of the you know, the, the botanists in the 80s yep. started fucking around with the shit at UC Berkeley, nice. came out with some strains and started putting them back out there in the Emerald Triangle. There was more passion about this than even talking about our- <laughs> some, some, kind of, some kind of North California no, tourist listen, council needs listen, to. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, I'm Jamaican, Chamber, man. Chamber of I, Commerce. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. This goes into what Domino said earlier about, like, the Bay being inviting. Yeah. Like, my parents are immigrants, and I didn't, I wasn't born in California. I was born in Denver. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was all, my parents came to America and was on their way west, and they just had me here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when I came to Oakland, I got, like, embraced, like, uh, you know, like, like the, how they do. I just grew up in East Oakland with the rest of these motherfuckers, and I was, like, the Jamaican family on the block. Nice. So... One of my jobs, like my, my dad was immediately growing weed. As soon as we grew out there, nobody grew weed. Yeah. But my dad had a had a fucking crop every season, nice. and and it was my my chores as a kid. Like I knew how to spot a, a male plant and to pull it before he got home, or it'll ruin the crop. And it was just some shit I did in elementary school. God damn, that so, is so much better than the chores I had to do. Well, there was <laughs> like significant. No, oh, no, anybody else? Don't, don't let me miss a male. It was curtains. That was the worst oh, thing man. I could do. And this is like prior to, to uh, hydroponics. Like oh, hydroponics, yeah. they was doing that yeah. shit in some lab far away somewhere yeah. under government scrutiny. Yeah. But this was just a backyard crop, and my dad always had the best shit. So that's how I, I, I know about weed, bro. I nice. know about weed. Fair you know enough. That's where the passion comes from. All right, pivoted a little bit away from weed. No, a lot away from weed. Domino, um, I was talking to him about this a couple of days ago. Um, I've been listening to producers talk about their various sonic influences for you know ever since i've been listening to music but i feel like i was watching i was watching a a video of you and i feel like you described what might be like the most interesting and unique um influence from a hip-hop producer i've ever seen which is uh the you you love these the old nfl films soundtracks he does this is a fact. And, and when I first saw you talk about it, I was like, that shit doesn't make any sense. But, I, but it, for only a minute, because the epicness of, those, of these old soundtracks, like, it makes total fucking sense. Who did the music say? Sam Spence or something? The drama. Sam Spence yeah. was one of the guys. Okay, okay, He's yeah, the main guy. And okay, let me okay. kick in on this too. Like <laughs> one of the things, one of his passions growing up was to be a sports commentator. Really? No game shit. Really fucking good. Too. No like, shit. If, if a game is on, yeah. this motherfucker will start sounding like the sports commentator. I don't know. He, I, it's, <laughs> been been it's been some years. Like uh, um, uh, when we was younger, he used to do that shit. Like I'd be like, damn, motherfucker. Like he right. used to sound like a sports commentator. That is dope. Crazy. Well, you know, I think just to. In this, I think we should have some soundtrack music, you know, like Word. just so we can have Word? It. So for the last, for the last, uh, for the for the last, uh, you know, uh, the last end of this, we'll have the soundtrack going. You know what I'm saying? So, I didn't even bring up your father. Yeah. Nice. Oh shit. Nice. How do you already have this shit on your? In his shit. It's wait. Did you buy it? 
Can you buy this on, on you can iTunes? You buy some stuff, but yeah. a lot of... It, That's dope. It, well, I don't know if anyone cares but me, yeah. but basically a lot of the stuff they use on the NFL film stuff was also from library records, which... No shit. Heavily, like, nice. One of my playlists here, this was... This is NFL Films Library Best, which all came from Sam Smith yes. and people like this. Yes. This is the best of of Euro library music that they use, all right? So this is like KPM, okay. uh, D Wolf, all yeah. that. Oh my yeah, God, yeah. yeah. All those, yeah, because when you played that, I was like, oh man, that's like some San Francisco 49ers stuff back in the day. Yeah. Montana yeah, like, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh shit. I gotta, I gotta give you more credit than I've been giving you. Like, you know, like this is. This is D Wolf Music Library. This yeah. wasn't made for the NFL. They yeah. just used to send these out to everybody, yeah. including NFL films, and they use it. And so, yeah, I mean, anyway. It's no, that's it's fucking it's dope it's as hell. We think that's yeah, interesting as hell. Yeah. <laughs> you got to end this shit, though. That's how serious that's it awesome. is. That's awesome. Well, I mean, it, it, this phone has every type of any music that I want to listen to from my collection. Nice. It's all on there. That's dope. I, I that's have dope. Spotify, but. Yeah. I don't listen to Spotify yeah, on my yeah, phone. Right. I listen yeah. to all the shit that I want to hear. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. Including NFL films. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I do want to ask one last question. One last question. All right, because this is supposed to be a new regular thing that I want to ask people. Because I, I have a passion. And my passion is I watch a lot of documentaries. Okay. Do, have, you, have either of y'all seen a documentary recently that you really were into that you want to mention? I did. I saw a couple. I saw it. Just a two popped in my head when you said that. One would have been on Netflix for a while about the uh, the um, Indian guru dude who had the cult in, in Oregon. Yes. Okay. It, it had been sitting up there for mad long. And it Very just good. Looked, it looked like something I did not want to watch, so I just put it off for mad long. And then I just wanted to watch something, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to check it out. And I binged the whole shit. Yeah, me, yeah. It was ridiculous. I watched it twice. It, it, <laughs> that shit is ill. I was like, how, did I, how do I not remember any of that? Yeah. I'm big on music documentaries. Okay. So yeah. like the Sam Cooke one was the yeah. one that, that was that was in tears. Yes, yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, that, that was came in tears. The Quincy Jones one was really yeah. good yeah. too. Yeah. And uh, what was the one the uh, the one about the the, the kid who uh, was on trial for killing his girlfriend? He's been in prison for man long, and oh, it, it was I like the first that. popular podcast was made about. Uh, oh, you're talking about the serial thing on HBO? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That was yeah. ill. Yeah. That was dope. That was very dope. I heard, I heard that Chernobyl one was pretty good, though, too. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a, a drama. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, a, yeah. I thought it was a documentary. Yeah, it's scripted. Okay, never mind. I, I, no, but I did see episode yeah. one of that shit, and it looked good. Okay. Just been on, been on tour. Right. I'm just going to advocate this, because I've been considering rewatching this for the fourth time. What's this? If you have not seen the ESPN O.J. Simpson documentary. I have. I ESPN one. They put out a seven and a half yeah, hour OJ Simpson documentary. I saw that. I, saw that. I remember that. It won an Oscar and an Emmy. Wasn't yeah. it like a 30 30? Yeah. It's a 30 yeah. 30 special. You can watch it all online. Yeah. No, I, I've been, I've been yeah. to that thing. That was like a, that was a cool couple years ago. Now, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. No. So I, here we go. I'm, uh, no, don't say here we go. Don't say here we go. But um, I kind of have a you know, a, a weird thing about O.J. Simpson, I, you know? Of course. And, uh, don't say of course. <laughs> uh, don't make me look worse than I am. No, 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 no. I'll just say this. Like, I believe 
in being able to separate. This goes for musicians too. Okay. To be able to set, separate how they are as an individual with their art or their sport. Right? I agree. You know what I mean? Like with the exception. Well, yeah, with exceptions. There's yeah. always exceptions. Because if it affects you while you're yeah. listening to right, when you're yeah. thinking about stuff, you yeah. know. Yeah, there, there's some exceptions. Yes. But like, for instance, I'm not going to stop playing Michael Jackson. Sorry. No, you, nobody's going to stop no, listening no, to and, Thriller and, and, if you and, and, were and fucking heard, a Thriller and, before. And they're making a rebuttal documentary. Like, I heard about that. Yeah, but, yeah, what, yeah. but what about R. Kelly, though? I don't really like R. Kelly. Okay, okay. So okay. like, there was a lot of people okay. that that okay. don't really like R. Kelly. That, yeah, I, that that was never my thing. Like, we, like, we were on the same label. For, for me, it's yeah. like I want to, and it's not always easy, as you say, but I want to be able to listen to music and being like, that's the art. That was Michael Jackson in 1983. That again, a moment in time. Yeah, you're right. right. Yeah, and that's how I try to listen to music. And with O.J. Simpson, it's like. Yo, he played in the 70s, in yeah. the early 80s. Yeah. Maybe yeah. two years ago. 60s. 60s and the 70s. 69, yeah. right. Yeah, because he won the Heisman Trophy in what, 69? Yeah. Right? And so, and so, and so, like, pardon me. You know, like, why, 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 why aren't you going to appreciate that if you're a Bills fan? And not only that, it's a, it, the documentary is not even about O.J. Simpson. It's a story of. The wow. race relations in the history of Los Angeles. It starts way before OJ. No, it starts in fucking in, in, in Frisco in the um, fucking projects, right? Oh, that's right. where he grew yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. That's Betrayal, where, yeah. Betrayal Hill. Yeah, it the story. I mean, Hill. put it this way: it's good. The, the it's documentary is so good, and I'm not making this up. It had me glued. I'm not making this fact up. I made two different ex-girlfriends watch it all the way through. That's yeah. how good it is. Yes. That's, that's how. Yes. That's yes. how it came too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was our high row episode. Hope everyone enjoyed. We certainly enjoyed the discussion with them. Uh, again, as per usual, please rate us highly on whatever platform you are listening to us at. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe. Please tell everyone you know that could possibly be interested in what we do here uh, about us. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at politicking with eddie on instagram it's just politicking eddie on twitter but please follow us Uh, i guess that's about it Uh, we got lots of neat stuff coming up very shortly so stay tuned all right bye-bye now